0: Hello and welcome back to users first, I'm your host Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host and today I'm joined by a special person in Netherlands Joachim, he's the founder and CEO of TheyDo. TheyDo is a product to align your teams, opportunities and solutions with the customer journey in your company, so that you can structure and prioritize journeys in frameworks that can be used for the whole customer experience. Before jumping into the episode, I want to express my gratitude to Balsamic wireframing Academy for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much guys, really. They provide practical training for creating more usable products using wireframes. They have free courses, guidelines, articles, video series, webinars and way more stuff than that. You can access all of these from balsamic.com/learn. Welcome to User's First, Yokim. Thanks, Alessio. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation today. It's such a pleasure, really. Tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and how you got to founding this company.
1: Yeah, of course. I, I can actually tie it back to, to uh, my origins because that is in interaction design, in UX design. And when before we started the product, we got hired. We, we run a consulting firm, and we got hired by these large Fortune 500 companies to help them... Uh, become more customer-centric, user-centric. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we took all their processes, their teams by the hand and said, okay, so let's talk to your customers. Let's gather the data. and Let's look at the customer journey and the journeys that your products and services are part of. And that was a little way of working workflow we embedded in the fabric of the organization. And part of that job, obviously, is talking to customers, doing research and bringing those ideas and insights to life as, as a UX designer. But what we noticed was that the journey, the customer journey, as, as probably a lot of your listeners have already used in their projects, is a one-dimensional flat thing. Great for you know, capturing the essence of your research and showing what the customer does. But once you got to the insights and, and once our teams that we we're working with started to ship solutions, the journey got outdated and you know it's back to business and uh, nobody looks at it anymore. But what we also notice is that it's a wonderful tool to align not only from UX, but also bringing in product, bringing in sales, bringing in marketing, bringing in communication, bringing in all these different layers of the organization around what the customer actually needs and does. So we thought, hey, there must be some digital solutions out there that we can use as our consulting firm to make it better. And there were a lot of mapping tools out there, probably (laughs) you've used (laughs) some yourself or did it in Miro or Figma or whatever, but it's flat. And there was nothing to manage all these journeys. And we thought, hey, if you can manage journeys, like you can manage products, then you can help your entire organization to get in line and to get in sync, especially in the large organization. So that's what we started building. And large organizations today, like Johnson & Johnson and NCR, those kind of companies, they tend to agree. And they said, hey, let's start using the software and let's start scaling this. And yeah, now we're scale-up, I would say, company. And uh, my role has changed from designer to CEO now. Congratulations, Joachim. That's fantastic.
0: And you even mentioned earlier that you're working with the, with the founder of Sketch in your, uh, your company.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's an investor in our company. He was one of the early angel investors. He, uh, he happens to be <laughs> Dutch. So we got to know him in the, in the space, had a few chats and laid out the vision we, we see and how journey management is evolving. And he said, yeah, I see that, okay. So now he's been part of uh, the Angel Investor since day
0: one. That's brilliant. You're already working with best minds out there. Joachim, why don't you give us a landscape of what customer journey management is for the people that have never heard of this term before?
1: Yeah, what we've seen um, in the past, let's say, decade is that Whereas experience is about feelings, right? It's about customers, it's about people, they have emotions, they go up and down and they have frustrations and they have delightful moments. That is the part of the experience, right? And as a business, you wanna mm. capture that, understand it so you can improve your offering, your products and your services to, to, to cater to that experience the way you wanna be known. But what we've seen is that typically it was the domain of UX, right? They were the voice of the customer in your organization, talked to customers and then brought that voice to the table um, 15 years ago uh and especially in those large companies ux was like the, the i don't know in somewhere in the corner stuff sometimes yeah. an add-on for the delivery train of the the engineering teams but then together we fought back and said no 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 no. we should be very important because we talk to customers all the time so that transition happened and, and experience still was the domain of ux and product right that's where the customer experience was uh settled in the organization but today Customer experience for most modern companies is the way to differentiate themselves. So what happened is that experience now became everyone's job, not only for product, not only for designers, but it's now part of sales. It's part of marketing. It's part of communications, part of the internal operations. Everyone is trying to figure out who's the customer, what is important, how do we think we should improve the customer experience? And the result of that is everyone has different opinions. (laughs) Everyone's trying to do different things at the same time. So we said, hey, the journey is the one that ties everything together. But if you do it flat, then it's not going to scale. So journey management is actually the process of bringing all these journeys together. And, And again, journeys are just a tool to look at the customer experience through the lens of the customer. But if you can do that at scale, unifying all these journeys in the centralized framework for your organization, then all of a sudden everyone can align against that framework. And you take the burden of putting that in UX all the way up to making it everyone's game, but having a
0: consistent system to do so. Right, I understand that. Uh, what, what do you mean when you say uh, that the design journey is flat? Like, what does flat mean to you?
1: So ever tried mapping a journey, let's say in, in, in a whiteboard in, in, in FigJam or Miro or something like that, you map <clears> it okay. out, you structure it, right? Yeah. What do you get? Um, a whole lot of beautiful colors, probably some bars and a lot of post-its with insights scattered all over that. Okay, so great. Maybe you can design it a little bit better and then you have the journey. But now what do you wanna do with the journey? It's just a map, right? It's not really what the customer experience is. The customer experience lives in the product, in the minds of people. It's the services you have around the products. So if you have an insight about what you need to change, then you're gonna build a solution for that. Let's say it's a great solution. The customer experience will change. The journey will change. Now, who's going to maintain that? And that is the, the typical problem. Journeys are created at the start of a project. Nobody looks again at them. Well, they contain this massive context for all the insights and all the nuts and bolts. And this is the particular problem we see with you know the speed of delivery today is that Journeys are all over the place. We have my boards, we have PDF files, we have Excel files, we have some things in the journey mapping tools, we have version 1.2.def, you know, it's, it's all over the place. No one keeps track and we're back to business just measuring the customer experience, doing the best to create some solutions, but it's not creating alignment at all. So that's where the flat comes from.
0: I understand, <clears throat> understand. So a flat journey is a journey that um, basically, has been has been has been made in the past and nobody is looking anymore at, and maybe it's a, even a journey that only the designers made without the involvement of other departments. While while a, a design journey that is more that is more useful nowadays is, is, is a journey that has been made with the help of other people as well, so with the input of other departments, and it's a design journey that is const- constantly in progress. So it's always it's always aligned with the. Uh, with the needs of the of the business or of the product, and it's always growing, and we always look at different scenarios of how okay, how do we incorporate this into the design journey? Uh, maybe there is a maybe there is a new product or maybe there is a new feature. How does it incorporate into the design journey? So it's always it's always ongoing. Is that kind of it? Did, did I understand properly?
1: Yes, and there there's one more problem is that if you just do it project based, right? Okay, you're gonna you have the challenge of um, uh, improving conversion, right? And you're gonna look at the different things people do around checkout, for instance. You can make a great journey about how do people currently check out using our digital product, for instance. All right, so if you map that out. But it doesn't take into account all the things that happened before and after. It only takes into account the things that happened during, right? So journeys in, in particular take into account what happens before, during, and after the interaction with your company or brand. But it also looks at what is this journey? what is the scope of this journey, right? And how does it fit into the entire customer experience or even in the customer Mm. life cycle with us? And having that in one place, interconnected, allows you to say, hey, I'm currently working on this problem and it's part of this journey or part of these journeys, right? Multiple journeys. And this is where it impacts the customer experience. And if I'm gonna introduce a new solution, then not only the customer experience will change, but also internally, right? Or processes will be impacted, people will need to change behavior or change the way they work or they want to be involved. And journeys are the linking pin between the customer experience and the internal operations, where product management right. might be only focusing on the internal operations, right?
0: I understand. And and there you get that alignment in that way. I understand. Exactly. Yukem, how do you how do you scale beyond the project and, and uh feed the work that you're doing into, into different areas of the organization? Sometimes it's like Designers are, are called into doing something, uh, but how do we look beyond just doing the work for for that particular feature and looking more at the bigger picture of things
1: so one of the the problems here or the, the things to overcome is that continuous discovery as, as UX designers as researchers that that is now standard practice in most organizations right You continuously talk to users, you store the insights, but what happens is that especially if you use like a, a, a UX uh, repository UX research repository mm. wonderful ways of you know structuring those insights whether they use atomic research or not but you have this repository of all the insights of your customers but it remains in the domain of UX researchers love it UX designers can use it but the rest of the organization not so much so mm. for a particular product or you know, project or problem it's easy to say hey what do we know around I don't know check out again and then you can dig into that library. But what you actually wanna do is like, hey, checkout is part of the customer experience. Where do people use our checkout? This is a very common example, right? But how do people buy? When do they buy? Why do they buy? What different customers do we have? Where are the journeys running? And when do they start checking out? And where are the problems or opportunities for us? And this is a super simple example, but I can give you a better example where you see, hey, um, okay, so we wanna improve the customer satisfaction score. That's, that's a typical CS, C, CX metric we see. All right, so now how do we do that? And then people typically come with 10 ideas, but what you actually wanna do is dig in and say, where in the customer experience uh, are people dissatisfied most? Or are they delighted that we can even even do further? And by doing that, you can dig into the different journeys you have and look at where the experience actually influenced behavior, and then look into the insights you've gathered around that experience in the context of that journey. and By doing it that way, you will be able to look beyond the project and say, hey, here's a bunch of projects going on. Here's a bunch of teams work on different things. Let's align. This is what I want to do. This is what you're busy with. How can we both collaborate into making this into one way to address a certain opportunity? And that is the change we now see or the shift we now see in in these organizations is that UX can typically drive this, but because experience is like this overarching thing that everyone should be working on, you need that alignment
0: to get moving and to really impact the customer experience. Right, I understand. And is that, is that also how you um, you, keep, you keep insights relevant, like uh, for the next years? How, like, like for example, you do research, um, you store it into, into a repository, but how do you how do you keep it relevant for, for the next few years in order that you, you keep on you keep on finding product opportunities for the product?
1: Yeah, right. And and I'm saying that repositories are a great way to store information. But if you work as a journey-centric organization, mm. you would see that those journeys are always a depiction of the actual customer experience. Of course, you can make it like future states and you can look into the future of what, what you want it to be. But let's say you have Mapped out your entire ecosystem, your customer life cycle made out of journeys, you know, the, the, all the nuts and bolts of your customer experience. And you've aligned your teams around these journeys, not only UX, but everyone is now in sync knows how their products their services they're offering their opportunities and projects relate to the journey framework. Then you can start collaborating across these teams, but what it will do is keep all the journeys current. So let's say you ship the product. You know, which journeys are impacted, you know, what metrics to be influenced and you can bring them back and say, Hey, we assumed this would happen. Let's see if it happened. And if it did, the journey owner gets a notification. Everyone working on the journey is involved and understands, Hey, this is now changed. So it is always up to date. It's always alive. And it has been, it, it, it's becoming your source of truth, right? Where, for instance, in product management, you have, let's say you have a, a gyro or a DevOps or maybe another agile project management tool where, you know, your epics, or features, or issues, and your tasks live and your sprints are planned and your project increments, uh, product increments live. That is one workflow management thing. And then you have Mm -hmm. the the staging and the production environment, the real thing to tamper with. For customer experience, it's a little bit different because the experience is um, with the customer. So journeys and the journey framework is a proxy for that experience. And by bringing those two together, so the journey framework and the workflow in one place, you can actually
0: scale this. Right, and you mentioned, you mentioned the word, uh, if I understood correctly, you mentioned the word ecosystem in there. Uh, a, journey, a journey ecosystem, is, 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 that, is that what a journey ecosystem is? is it's a, like a combination of, of like, uh, the, the, the journey management and workflows all together?
1: Yeah, in organizations, you can typically say there's, there's dozens, sometimes hundreds of customer journeys. Uh, to look at. And it's not only the flows we make inside our products, but it's really understanding step-by-step. Step how do people try to buy something, make a decision, uh, make a change, solve a problem? Those are typically the journeys, right? Whether you use with a jobs-to-be-done framework or look at the literal customer journey, you want to make a clear idea of how people, step-by-step, step do things, what it makes, how it makes them feel and how your products and services mm. are supporting that. But as you can typically imagine, let's say you're a credit card company, right? The journey of, hey, uh, I want to change my limits. Hey, I want to order another credit card for my spouse to use. Hey, I'm going to move abroad. What happens? Hey, I lost my credit card. Those are all journeys that are part of the, the ecosystem, right? When I am a customer. So as you can imagine, there's probably a dozen journeys that this credit card company wants to focus on. And as a UX designer, you're focused on all these journeys at the same time, because they can serve as the opportunities for, for innovation, but it's a matter of understanding how your products and your projects relate to all these different journeys and where they impact. So that, that is another way of saying, hey, there's a customer life cycle, but typically people are not continuously using our credit card all the time. They just do that here and there and then. So a journey ecosystem is a better way to think about all the different journeys that at some point can be triggered mm-hmm. for customers.
0: Uh, for the listeners if you wanted to learn more about user flows and how to incorporate into wireframes or um service design blueprints which is very similar to what we're talking about today with Yochem uh you can go on balsamic wireframing, wireframing academy at balsamic.com/learn you can find many articles courses guidelines video series and much more and they're completely free so you don't have to pay for any of that you can get knowledge completely free. And if you wanted to learn more about customer design management, which I personally suggest that you do because it's becoming more and more common nowadays to have in organizations, uh, you can go on the Do website. Uh, Joachim, what, what, is, what is your company's website again?
1: Yeah, of course. We're actually, uh, I, we, you can find us at daydo.io. And then if you hover over in the top nav to, uh, let's say, learn, you can find all these different resources we have. So we have some webinars, we have some one-on-ones, we have guides, we write a blog on journey management. Um, people can just send me a DM if they want to know more. Because one of the things you mentioned, and that, that's always a question we get from UX designers, like where do you make the distinction between user flow and, and user journey or customer journey, right? And that's a good way to to think about it is that The journey is an abstraction layer um, below or above it, where you say, let's look at the customer experience step by step. But at some point, the customer starts doing something, right? Maybe they sign up for your app or your product. Okay, so that is the moment in the journey where you say, okay, I sign up. Great, then we capture experience there, but the user flow and the different scenarios, whether people use, for instance, an app, or there are a desktop version of, of your application, or maybe go to, to physical store and, you know, sign up for, for your service. Um, those are all the flows. Like, what are the step by step interactions when people click here? What does happen and where do they go? And what data do we capture? That's the user flow. So, in journey language, that will be like the step is just I sign up but then maybe there is a bunch of flows underpinning that step and also connecting maybe how the process should run from your end. So that is a little bit of a distinction between user flow and user journey. I think it's useful to understand as a UX designer.
0: Okay, I think I understand. And thanks for clarifying that because it's important to understand as designers the distinction between between those two. What would you say are the main features, are the things that make uh, they do so so unique
1: and what, what we do is actually we do three things we of course have like a mapping interface right where you can design your journeys where you can really lay out the phases the steps and all the different lanes swing lanes of the content you want to have in your journey it's collaborative right you can just live collaborate with all your uh, team members in there or bring in the stakeholders it's a modern mapping interface right but that's the first thing that's just how to design your journeys but then what we allow you to do is say, okay, let's look at the framework where all these journeys fit in, or the ecosystem, if you have, right? What are all the levels vertically, like from the customer lifecycle, breaking them down into stages, breaking them down into journeys, breaking them down into micro journeys, It's one way of doing it. Um, and we allow in our interface to, to set that up. And, and once it's done, say, okay, we're going to lock it so that not anyone in the organization can, can change that. So it really allows those, people in the organization to build out the entire ecosystem, the entire customer lifecycle, made out of journeys. And because we have like many to many relationships, you can start now bringing journeys. Let's say online identification is a journey that happens 10 times for a bank, whether you buy a mortgage or personal loan or want to open a bank account, you need to identify yourself, right? A journey exists once, but influencing experience in different parts of the ecosystem. So we allow you to create the journeys once and then show how that actually fits into the customer experience and build it out like Lego bricks, building your customer experience castle, basically. And then that's the third thing we do say, okay, now you are able to start working from inside to implementation. So bring in the opportunities from your journeys. So literally defining them in the journeys, but we take them out and we help you to bring all these opportunities in one place. And because we add value scoring, we add ratings, we allow you to tag them, type them and, and structure them. You can start looking at all these opportunities through the lens of your OKRs, through the lens of your company strategy and make these clusters of opportunities known to the business. And that is an essential thing because
0: hmm.
1: most designers, when they have like a huge, complex journey and they try to bring the, the, the stakeholders in to explain what they do, people go like, oh, man, that's, that's too much information but we synthesize the opportunities. And then because you can talk on the opportunity level, like, hey, these are the four things that we think are influencing uh, uh, conversion at this point. Where should we focus on? By definition, you're working customer centric because these opportunities back to the journeys. And then you allow the UX team to talk to any stakeholder in the business, making that priority, and then start looking at, okay, so how are we going to solve this? What are the ideas we're going to bring to the table, what experiments are we going to run, what are the epics we already have and, you know, integrating your epics from Jira to, to your journeys is, is another possibility, but oh. really making that insight to implementation workflow around the journeys possible. So those are the three things. So mapping framework and prioritization, it's simple.
0: You mentioned that there is ratings in the prioritization area. Um, I was wondering. Does the process stop there or can you do anything else uh, after you've decided to prioritize whatever opportunities you think are most suitable?
1: It also depends on the workflow that you want to have around journeys, right? So we introduce owners or or managers on, on every level of the application. So you can be a journey owner, you can be an opportunity owner, you can be a solution owner. And those people they stay in the loop, right? So any change that happens, they get notified and they understand what's going on. But in most organizations, the opportunity prioritization is new because they have amazing systems to prioritize epics, to prioritize features, to understand, you know, how to do this next quarter, right? Whether you work with OKRs or you have a, have a PI planning that, that hits every six to eight weeks, they have mechanisms to, to score features, to score ideas. But opportunities, well, if you look at design thinking, right, it's nothing more than the problem statement in the middle of the double diamond, right? Synthesizing all the possible problems from the customer into something that you can actually solve for. But by prioritizing on that level, you're doing your company great service. And we typically say it gets prioritized on a customer value and a business value, whatever that is for your company, right? Whether on the business value, it's revenue. On the customer side, it's maybe... You know, MPS or something like delight; those can be different ways to to value score that. And because we know the impact, right? Which opportunity is linked to what journey? Where in the customer experience? We can create this beautiful graph saying, "Hey, based on these three variables, this is the opportunity matrix." In that sense, to to show you where the priorities are, and then you can see, okay, you've the product teams, if the marketing teams, the, the, the operation teams, everyone can bring solutions to the table that they already have or new ideas they have and sync them up with the opportunities. So everyone starts to be aligned with the journeys because the opportunities are back to the journeys.
0: Absolutely. Love it. And I, I, I'm a big fan of how you're solving, you're solving the, the designer's problems. What you're doing is basically synthesizing. Uh, synthesizing everything and making it easier for for designers and people in the organization to be able to collaborate, work together, and focus on what's important, which is um, increase the revenue of the company and identify the right opportunities. So be big for that. You're doing an amazing job, Joachim. Really remote clap for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you this <Thank> <laughs> much.
1: We're trying hard and we're just getting started, right? I mean, I'm talking about it for I have this this amazing platform that is changing the world and ever, we're going to get there, but uh, we have been doing this for for two years now and um, all the things I mentioned you can do, but uh, our vision is a little bit bigger than that. We really want to make every company work journey centric, right? And and we think that the best companies do already today and we believe everyone
0: will in, in the future. I'm really looking forward to see what's next for for they do. I will definitely... Uh, be keeping up to date with your blog now. And um, some of the listeners sh- should check out yokem's um, website as well. Please go on um and go, go start reading about journeys, how you can make uh, frameworks, um, scaling beyond the projects, how you can collaborate with other people, thinking more at the high level um, of things. Uh, so that's fantastic we talk about uh, journey ecosystems we talk about uh, thinking more of a high level scaling beyond the projects the journey j- journey management uh, how to keep track of, of insights that you discover uh, when doing research in, in order to make them relevant for the next few years and uh, collaborating with the rest of the departments to to scale for product opportunities uh, is there anything that uh, that you feel uh, you can that uh, that we should talk about anything important that that, uh, that you feel like we've missed
1: yeah maybe so well, one thing out of my own experience is that if you're a UX designer in, in this large company and you can relate to what we've been talking to and you see that okay so this is the better way of doing things um, it might be so that that your organization is not there yet and we see that a lot of times right that there's a small group in the organization that knows okay so if we can work journey-centric across teams, that will save us, you know, ton of headaches and make us, you know, a better business. But then the rest of, our, of the organization doesn't doesn't see that yet. Um, we have some smart ways to to do that, and uh, we've been trying a few ways to to help those uh, initial uh, champions in the organization to to scale this up. So if you want to know more, you can also send me a message on LinkedIn. Just Find my name i think you're uh, you're gonna put it in the show notes send me a dm uh, because you know as as i struggle with this as a ux designer getting you know the rest of your organization to buy and to become journey centric um we have a few tricks of our sleeve we, we we can help you to to scale that up so if you think your organization is ready but not so
0: mature in the thinking yet reach out to me
1: and i can help you set that up
0: that's fantastic you heard that advice um that's beautiful and also Thank you thank you, really for um, for offering your help to, to designers that are listening out there. It's, a, it's very kind of you, Jochem. Again, that was a, that was Jochem, uh, co-founder and CEO of Deidu, um, a company that helps you out with the design journey management. And thanks again for being on the show, man. Really, really appreciate it. And I really hope to, to see you soon. It was my pleasure. Anytime. Cheers. And if you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful and want to help out users first in becoming a bigger much bigger podcast you can subscribe to the show on the apple podcast or on spotify you can click on the button on top of the platform that says follow that will help us a lot and you can even join our free discord channel where we post job opportunities chat among ux designers and um you can even leave us a review anything to help to be honest Thanks again for listening and never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and whatever else you're listening to. Have a good day. Bye.